firm in March announced a brief hold on the project due to the challenges in reaching an investment decision on the project. But in a statement, Aka Energy says it is now close to reaching a firm decision on investing in this project, which would pave the way to go ahead with this project very soon. You're still listening to the Joy Business Report. Now, the coronavirus pandemic might have rendered many jobless in the country, but there appears to be another opportunity that could offer affected persons some gainful employment. But have you thought about owning a cocoa farm and the associated benefits that come with it? Well, in today's Friday feature, the Business Journal, Ghana's renowned cocoa farmer Samo Tetekobo explains the opportunities there are, especially in cocoa farming. Take a listen. With unemployment rates escalating amid COVID-19, there is high potential for cocoa farming in Ghana. I start with Samuel Tutukobo, who gave reasons why cocoa farming could be the best option for graduate. Ghana has a lot of human capital. We can say out of this youth, about 60 or 70 percent are idling. But this is where we can create the environment, conducive environment, for people to go into a grid. And in particular, cocoa farming. Kobo Farms is a 45-hectare cocoa farm at Achimtafo in the eastern region. This farm will be harvesting 160 cartons of cocoa beans this crop season. Samo Tete Kobo owns this cocoa farm. He won the 2019 International Cocoa Awards. He took me on a tour through his cocoa farm. On yearly basis, on yearly basis, I think you'll be running around almost twenty to twenty-five pounds of this after the plucking of cocoa pods, the beans are extracted and placed through a fermentation process. What you see here is our drying place. This is where we normally dry the cocoa beans after <clears throat> we've gone through the fermentation process. And we'll briefly take you through the fermentation process. But what you see here are the drying mats, which have all been covered because there is no cocoa on them now. But any time we finish with the fermentation process, which we are going to go through now, you come to realize that the fermentation process itself is a very technical thing that if you don't follow, you will mix the good flavor of the cocoa beans. Now from there, you have the fermentation box in this way. This is our own fermentation box we've designed, but we copied this technique from the cocoa research. There is a lot of money to be derived from cocoa farming. We are looking at you getting the husk, and if well processed, you can get a lot of potash from it. Potash can be used to making soup and other things. Again, you can get alcohol from the sweatings that are dropped when you are doing fermentation. And these sweatings, the pharmacist did it when you develop it into alcohol good alcohol which has about 99% of it. We have tried it on our farm and we've got about 99.9% of alcohol which is rich and can be used by the pharmacist. But what I would like importantly is that for the government to continue to create a table, a desk at the Ministry of Agriculture to you know, welcome young and you know, 
young guys who are ready to venture into this farming and governments should create the land banks that will enable these young ones to readily, readily, readily start working because when they provide them with the land banks and assist them with a little capital, I believe Ghana can start the forward march to getting enough of cocoa. Well, that's how we end the Joy Business Report. The local room is up next with George Adeginia this day. As we continue to fight COVID-19 together, Ecobank offers you several ways to stay home, stay safe, and take control of your finances. Use Ecobank Mobile whenever, wherever, with or without an Ecobank account to send money through SMS and email. Also buy airtime, pay bills, and much more from the comfort of your home. For high-value transactions, use our internet banking services. Ecobank QR code enables you to make cashless digital payments when paying for goods and services. Download the Ecobank Mobile about today from the Google Play Store, App Store, or from our Facebook page. Additionally, dial the short code star 770 hash from any phone and start transacting. Ecobank cares. Remember to observe social distancing, wash your hands frequently, and don't touch your face. For further assistance, can we call Ecobank Contact Center on 3225 anytime, any day. Toll free. Stay home, stay safe. Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank.
The pace of change in the world today calls for adaptability. How does today's family remain flexible and keep time-tested values? How do we ensure a healthy work and family life balance? On Home Affairs, our greatest pleasure is to see you run your home like the master chef who is able to combine all the ingredients together in the right proportions to make that lip-smacking cuisine that everybody loves. Join me, Adam Knight, and my guest as we explore the issues confronting today's home and find an answers to make tomorrow's home a better one. Home Affairs comes your way every Saturday morning from 6.15 all through to 7.30 a.m. in hand. Home Affairs, making homes out of houses. Every Monday afternoon on your Superstation. After the weekend sporting action and debate is done, it's time for us to look back and look forward to set the agenda for the week. The trending issues. President gave me the opportunity to come and play at Real Madrid, and I'll always be grateful. But today, it's necessary for me, for everyone, to change. That's why I took the decision to not continue next year. The controversial stories. Hey, what if you say I go beat this guy? I wanted the clip. Anthony, don't try the way you throw the blow like I will go for throw blue. We all throw the blow, basa basa. The key newsmakers. Anybody who finds himself in public office owes a duty to do well and follow procedure, law, and so forth without introducing this in mediocrity and any personal dislike for people. The Joy Sports Track, every Monday afternoon from 1.05pm on Joy 99.7. And I'll be keeping things on track. I'm Gary Al Smith. Do a host of Ultimate Health on Joy 99.7 FM. You can simply call me Naughty by Nature. What can I say? The year 2020 has indeed been a roller coaster of unprecedented challenges that have rocked the very foundations and pillars of life as we know it. The life threatening and life changing realities of the COVID 19 pandemic have brought out the importance of our health and well being and its critical link to everything we truly value and cherish. As you struggle to balance and secure your health, safety, and livelihood, please be assured that Ultimate Health on Joy 99.7 FM. Remains your dependable and ultimate guide to healthy living. We've got you covered. If you're looking for dependable information and solutions that guarantee and protect your health and well-being, trust me, Ultimate Health is your best bet. Ultimate Health is a unique platform packaged to connect you directly to key health experts and practitioners. Tune in and join the family every Sunday at 2.05 p.m. on Joy 99.7 FM as we break down today's health issues in a smooth, easy-to-digest interactive format designed to equip you with the skills and knowledge to meet today's health challenges. Ultimate Health is live on Facebook and YouTube. Don't miss it. Joy 99.7 FM Yeah, yeah Yeah, yeah
boys have to moto. Boys, boys, I prefer for hero. If your dice is me, trust me. My sister, my guy, no cheating. If he come dead, matter, no money matter. The your boy now says fleet. So enjoy life as he day a line up. You and Nina, you're super line with that. Oh, bah, Bema, you only leave once, yeah, yeah. So enjoy life as he day a line up. When Nina, you're super line Oh, bah, Bema, Mulkerns, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service for the very best of previews to the sporting weekend. Listen to George Addo Jr. on the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM. Hello, I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online. This is the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Adu Jr. Hazard, great ball in, Ambrosio, they strike first. And of course, of course, it had to be Erling Haaland. That is 10 in 9 for the hottest young striker in world football. Guerrero. No matter how difficult it was to bring, think and love football under our current circumstances, it's been accomplished at a rather slow pace but cautiously with precise but at times risky steps. More football leagues in Europe are beginning to find reason to play again and this weekend's batch includes Israel, Montenegro, Lithuania, Ukraine, Poland and notably Denmark and Portugal who started in midweek. The German Bundesliga continues to lead the way but slightly surpassed at the moment by Hungary and a few others who have dared to allow fans into the stadium. We applaud the efforts but playing along cautious lines and ensuring the eye of the sport is safely guarded is important. We will on a show go through how a number of leagues are planning to resume delve into a bit of fan innovation as they try to make their lost voices heard no matter how far they are from the scene and gauge the situation in Spain, England and Italy. If you want to send us a message on any of the topics on our show we'd love to read them via our social media accounts on our Facebook page joyce slash 99.7 on WhatsApp on 0244340437 or tweet at us at joysportsgh Time to talk about what the world is talking about in the world of sport Hello from me, George Adder Jr. and welcome. 
Radio, live online. This is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. Here's Awar down the left-hand side, away from his man. Awar into the box. Can he pick out a teammate? He can't! And Leon have scored! Lucas Toussaint was on hand to help it home! And just past the half-hour mark, Leon take the lead again. So Liga considers itself one of Europe's five major leagues and its current isolated position was starkly illustrated on the front cover of last Friday's edition of L'Equipe. The headline, Like Idiots, was a checklist of five leagues in the return column, there were ticks next to Germany, Spain, England and Italy. In the stopped column, a big red cross next to France. The decision to cancel the season made back on April 28 when French Prime Minister Edouard Philippe banned sporting events from taking place even behind closed doors until August is now looking increasingly hasty and foolish. This week, Felipe announced a substantial lifting of restrictions from June the 2nd when people will be able to go to a cafe, bar or restaurant, travel more than 100 kilometers from home, go to the theater, swim in a pool or even visit a beach. France wasn't alone in taking a drastic action. Holland and Belgium also canceled their seasons. But now, and especially in the light of increased liberty allowed from June the 2nd, the decision looks hasty and wrong. So, what are the chances of League A possibly returning in the light of massive pressure mounted by some clubs. Joining me to do some analysis of the French Ligue 1 situation is a French football expert, Julian Laurent. Thanks you for your time on the show. Well, at the moment, Italy have a start date. England have a start date. I know Spain also have a start date. Germany already play. And I guess all of these have combined to have the decision not to play the French Ligue 1 back on top of your agenda. Of course, you're right. And, and I have to say, I feel a bit ashamed because I, I shouldn't really, but I do because I don't think he's, it's a good reflection of, of French football. It's not a good image that we're portraying. Maybe at the time when the decision was made at the end of April, then it looked like it was the right decision. There clearly was issues with safety at the time. A lot of the players were not so sure about going back training at least and things like that. But now, it looks like it was, the, it was a mistake that was the wrong decision and what is showing it as well is that the French Prime Minister and the government overall and the President Macron have also changed their message at the time in April it was football cannot resume cannot resume right now or even next month we can't have any football between now and September that was the message and that's why the league decided to stop now they're saying you could actually play friendly in July if you want to. We could have games with fans, some fans, at the end of July. And hang on a minute, I thought there was no football until September. And now their matches have changed. And I think what the President Olas at Lyon especially is saying is like, okay, we took a decision according to the message from the government. Now that message is different. So why are we not reviewing this decision that we took clearly in a rush or too early and decide that if the government now allows football to be back in France, then maybe we should. Even if you put this into proper context and away from the big leagues in Europe, six relatively smaller leagues than Liga starting this weekend. Serbia, Poland, Israel, Lithuania, Montenegro and Ukraine. Now, does that leave a big gap between football clubs and the sponsors? Yeah, financially, uh, I think every club is trying to count how, what the impact will be. Some are thinking about maybe 50 million euros. Some is more than 100 million. For PSG, they say it could be up to 200 million of loss of earnings, really, by not having those remaining games played. 
that could have an impact, obviously, on PSG's form going into the Champions League in August, on Lyon's game against Juventus, their second leg of the last 16 in August as well, because they will have no preparation, or at least not as much football played as, as other clubs and other leagues. And also, I think the, the other thing is that it feels like France were maybe a, a guinea pig in the sense that other, cl- other countries, and especially the similar sizes, not, not so much with Holland but looked at France and said okay with the end of April they took that decision why did they take that decision where are they in terms of the pandemic how can we do things differently to make sure that our football is going back and if you remember at the time on the show when we talked about the decision let's not forget as well that French people are not football fanatics not like in Spain not like in England not like in Italy which is, you know, I'm saying that with, with no this is the way it is you, you know and, and I think maybe because of that criteria that's why maybe people didn't push as much for football to come back than other countries. Well, Jules, you are suddenly getting a bit of background to L'Equipe's headline, Idiots. As a neutral, after all, that's been said. And it could even be a bit more rude than idiots, the word they used in French, uh, which was, which was con, like, comme des cons, we are like idiots now, because everybody else, like you said, Guillaume, even in smaller leagues, smaller countries are starting playing their football. And then we hear... Still with nothing happening, working out on the next season and when that will start. And, and the worst is trying to convince ourselves that we actually made the right decision. Or people who made it, trying to convince the people who are not so sure anymore. No, but, you know, we did the right thing and, and safety had to come first. And, but it was clearly the wrong decision. And I think it's a real shame. And I, I think there's a very, very slim chance that it could be overturned. Although Olas and Lyon are trying very hard. They've got a petition out. They have called for another league meeting at some point this week to try to convince other clubs that it could be good to overturn them. Maybe not playing the whole remaining games, but half of them, maybe five or six per club that will still bring some money in. TV right holders will pay a bit of money, not all the amount, but a bit of money. And I think there will be a feel of like, okay, we can, we can go back playing, we can go back training. It's back to normality in a way as well, which I think would be good for the, for the mood of the country too. So at the time of cancelling the league, French President Macron was trying to lobby others to follow suit, of course, in Europe, which we spoke about at the time. I don't think people pointed fingers to what France was doing there. So hindsight is 2020. At the time, I suspect a lot of people did agree with the decision. So is there any reason people can't agree and have the season back? So the league is saying we won't, we won't start it again. 1920s is over. We've, we've crowned the champions in Paris. We've, we've, we've had teams promoted from the second division, relegated from, 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 from Ligue 1, the top flight. I think, I think they could easily start it again. Give it, give the teams four or five weeks now and play a little bit. You can still finish by beginning of August or mid-August if you want to and PSG and Lyon will go into the Champions League. But I don't think it would be too hard to start again. I just think that it would be admitting that you made a mistake and I don't think they like that and you know how arrogant the French are and I think it would be really one of like you know we look even more like idiots now because we're admitting that we made a mistake and I think logistically maybe they're saying oh it could be difficult why transpiring in the last few days which I find really interesting that it seemed that some clubs and their presidents and owners lobbied with the government to have the season stopped there if you think about Rennes for example and the Pino family who owns the club for them finishing third and qualifying for the first time in their history for the Champions League was amazing. And when you think about how big the Pino family, with all the brands they own, they're worth billions and billions. If they go and tell Macron, you know what, it would be very good for us if the season stops now, 
because that means we have Champions League football next season, or at least through the qualifiers, but it's already a very good thing. I think Macron would listen. If it's a team that is 20th or 19th, and the owner called Macron said, oh, it would be good for us to continue the season because with a bit of luck, we might avoid relegation. Macron would say, I think health has to come first. So I think there was a lot of politics. There was a lot of lobbying there and then. All those things are not completely proven, but that's what people are starting to say in France, that for a lot of, for some clubs and some owners, it was a very good thing for them to have the season stop there when it did stop. Others would have to continue, but they, had, they didn't have the same importance for the governments and their voice was not as much heard as others. And Jules, let's not forget that Lyon and Paris Saint-Germain are very much in the UEFA Champions League picture and are now likely to be without any game for close to four months before the Champions League resumes. Lyon is in the round of 16, Paris Saint-Germain, of course, in the quarters. How would they manage the time until August? Well, the idea is to have a, a mini friendly tournament, if you want, with four teams, PSG and Lyon, obviously, who also, by the way, will play the uh, French League Cup final when, whenever that is, maybe at the beginning of August. Saint-Etienne as well, who are also in the final, but the French Cup final against PSG at some point to be played too. It could even be in September, by the way, but we don't know. And then a fourth team that could be Lille. Maybe they go and play in Qatar. Maybe they go and play in somewhere behind closed door in France. I don't know, but at least that would give them, if you think about it, three games each. Just to other, maybe others will have injuries. Maybe their players will be a bit tired because they will play every three days to finish their into a summer signing uh, just not long ago. Yes, with Mauro Icardi, which is what they wanted, and it's a it's a very good deal for them, I think. But also, I think it gives you a big indication of what will happen maybe this summer. And this is why when Icardi was loaned out last summer, there was a an option to buy for PSG, if they were happy with him, of 70 million euros. If you like Icardi, you buy him next summer for 70 million euros. He's just moved for 50 million, so 20 million less with a bit of bonuses as well. Because PSG went to Inter and said, listen, we love Icardi. We want him to stay. He wants to stay. He had a big impact on the team. He scored 20 goals. Then he struggled a bit with his fitness later on. But we want him. But we, we will not pay 70 million euros. That was before the pandemic. And I think Inter realized that. And they were happy with the negotiation. And they also wanted to sell Icardi. And they made a deal for 50. And I think that shows you that maybe not every player, but a lot of the players will have their value not to their own not to their own fault or not everybody, uh, uh, anybody else's fault apart from the pandemic but those prices would go down 20, 30, 40 million pounds easily like Icardi and I think Icardi will be a template of what will happen when the transfer window opens for the players not like him who didn't have a release clause or a, um, you know a buyout clause of a loan but you can just imagine if Icardi's price went down from 70 to 50 I think every other player in the world pretty much will have their value go down 20, 30 million pounds Thank you very much for your time on the show. Julien Laurent is a French football journalist who joined us via the phone from Paris. So on this show last two weeks, I told you about quite a number of ways fans around the world were employing to ensure their presence is felt in the stadia. All over the world, they are banned from entering. From Zoom calls on large screens in the stadia to watching sessions outside the stadium, through car windows to cardboard cutouts of life-size in the stands. Of course, to using multiple apps that aim to send signals from room straight onto television pictures, fans are innovating and trying to bridge the gap between themselves and football clubs. Now, the Danish League, however, continues to score high marks. And aside the Zoom calls idea, there's another that was explored during midweek and will be back in Test Bowl this weekend. Joining us now is a marketing manager of FC Midtjylland, Prabin Rokia. Thanks, Prabin. It's such a pleasure to have you this afternoon. I hope I have pronounced your name right. It was perfect. 
Good afternoon. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's pointless me giving context then. I think you should just explain it. It's your baby. Uh, the easiest way for me to tee you up then is you basically found a way to let fans attend home games without attending home games? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, what we were doing was during this corona crisis, we have a close cooperation with our fans and we tried to get ideas where we could uh, of course, respect the situation as it is also in Denmark with the with the virus. But then again, we would very much like to see some football. And when we couldn't sit, uh, stand shoulder to shoulder in the stadium, we very much like to be car to car just outside the stadium. And we have this very special thing with our stadium that just outside the, uh, the stadium, there's only 50 meters and there you have the parking lots. Yeah, what, what we did then was that, that we erased this drive-in football, which is starting in another town where we have a, a, a carnival cortege of cars going from uh, the neighbor city where the cars are decorated as uh, as Midland cars, buses, scooters, uh, limousines, everything, going the, the 15 kilometers to the next town where our stadium is, arriving at the stadium you will get uh, a special frequency where you can tune your car radio in and there you will be able to not only see the game from five large uh, uh, screens, but also hear the game through your car radio. And the other way around, the players inside the stadium will be able to watch what's happening outside on the big screens inside the stadium. So it's kind of a motivation for the players and it's also something uh, for our fans. A couple of things though. Have you sorted out the delay? Because naturally, there should be a delay between radio, television and live action, of course. Yeah, the, the wagon where we get our signal is, is just beside where, where we're transmitting. So, so we've, been, we've been told there should be no, to, no delay. We had some discussion about how could you see football from the air somehow uh, <laughs> with, with different drones and stuff like that. We also had the idea about placing uh, selfies at the stadium. We're in fact doing that as well. But, but we thought this, this was the best idea. And then we had all kinds of crazy things. You, you will receive a package when you uh, arrive at the stadium where you have uh, FC Midtjylland Mid- uh, Wunderbaums. It's, it's, it's uh, originally from, from Germany. It's these smelling things you put inside uh, to, to make your car smell. And we make them in, in FC Midtjylland colors and the smell will be like a summer pitch. Uh, and then we have, uh, of course, flags for the cars. Uh, we have uh, lucky parking. Uh, when, when you're lucky to park the right place, you will receive some kind of uh, uh, a prize. When you go into the toilet, you have to blink your light. And we have special guest stars that will be driven up to a podium from a chauffeur. And the chauffeur will take them out of the car and then they'll be interviewed podium as well. Uh, I can say this in, in, in English TV because uh, it, 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 we haven't told in Denmark yet. But we have these uh, rituals uh, inside the stadium when we are there. And we're going to make them in Denmark as well, because when we're starting up, instead of running down to, to the fans at the end of the stadium, they're running just outside to the parking lot, and they're shouting Midtjylland, 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 together with the fans outside as well. And the idea is also that after the match, the players, before going to, to they can't go to, to the bars and stuff like that, so they'll go outside the stadium and help the parking uh, security in order to, to say thank you for attending. And, uh, Pravin, you know what? I have followed your football closely and you do seem to have synergy between fans and football clubs, especially in Denmark. Why is the situation so? I think uh, our club, FC Midtjylland, is placed in the middle of nowhere. We are in a place where there's not uh, any big cities. Uh, we don't have any mountains. We don't have any water. We don't have anything. So we're kind of 
used to, if we want to do something special, we have to invent it. So I think that the biggest gift that we've ever been given is that we have been, been given no gifts. Uh, and therefore, I think the, the, the creativity is, is very high. We want, to, we want to stand out and we don't want to do something special. We were the first to introduce an academy in Denmark. We have a school where people are starting uh, playing football and going to school in the age of six years. We have our sister club in your country, is Brentford, and we're working uh, with, with the smart arts as well. So I think that this kind of innovation is, is in our DNA. We are quite new club. We're only 20 years old. We have the possibility for the third time to be a Danish champion. We're 12 pe- points ahead of Copenhagen. So I think that, uh, yeah, everything is growing in, in, uh, in the spirit of the people. Previn Rokias, the marketing manager of Danish club FC Midtjylland. And of course, that's what you expect from a marketing manager. Uh, very good stuff there as we go through it. That's the situation there in Denmark. And we're looking forward to how things will go in France. Uh, very soon, we'll cross over and find out what's happening in England with the BBC's John Bennett standing by. But I need to tell you about uh, start times and why you need to grab your fully connected decoder now. Because, you know, the current era of football drought, start time brings you live matches in HD from the German Bundesliga. Watch all live games from uh, of the Bundesliga in high definition only on Star Times. Stay safe at home with Star Times for the best from the world of football. Get the Star Times full kit, decoder, dish, cable, and LNB plus one month free super bouquet subscription for only 140 Ghana cities and enjoy. Now pay your monthly subscription from as low as 20 Ghana cities, yes, uh, from the comfort of your home with our new USSD codes. That's a star one zero. One zero hash for MTN for Vodafone users star three eight nine star nine hash for all networks star one seven zero hash for MTN users only as well as star times on app MTN Momo and star times dealers across the country. Call our hotline zero two four two four three seven eight 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 for assistance or reach us on WhatsApp number zero five five three five one. One nine nine three. Start times. Enjoy digital life. So we have to now move straight into England and find out what's happening there. I had a great chat with the BBC's John Bennett on this edition of Enjoy Sports BBC Two A series. Enjoy. Thanks, Sean, for your time this weekend. And we shall begin from England, just weeks away from the resumption of the league. What's the latest with regards to preparation, testing and how clubs are focusing for the big restart? Well, the latest news on Project Restart is that Premier League teams will be able to make five substitutions as they are in the Bundesliga at the moment. Remember, it's normally three. Uh, but this will be in place until the end of the season after the club's approved new rules. There's so many games to pack in over a short period of time after a, a period of time when the players have been in lockdown. So I think it makes sense for the health of the players, really, to have these extra substitutions. Uh, teams will also be able to name nine substitutes instead of the usual seven. Um, and like I say, I think this does make sense. You look at the situation in the Bundesliga, there have been so many more injuries already in Italy. Many players are getting injured um, in preparation for the season. The likes of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Gonzalo Higuain have picked up injuries. 
And the Newcastle club doctor, Paul Catterson, was on the BBC this week and he was saying that he's expecting more injuries as well as the intensity of training increased. He actually talked about the NFL uh, lockdown. Remember a few years ago when the the players um, couldn't play, they returned to activity and there were many more injuries. So I think he was worried about a similar situation here in the Premier League. So anything to help the health of the players, I think, will be welcomed. Uh, Some of the other headlines from the Premier League meeting this week. uh, Clubs have agreed in principle to use neutral venues if required, although the vast majority of matches are expected to be played in their usual grounds, barring local spikes in coronavirus cases. There's been a bit of a change here. The local police forces seem to be happy now with games taking taking place in the normal stadiums. For example, the Merseyside Derby. Uh, The Merseyside police have said they've got no problem with with the games taking place in Liverpool. And last but not least, the draft document detailing the extensive biosecurity measures required for each match has been circulated as well. It's believed the number of people in the stadium while each match is being played will be limited to about 300. And all the clubs are looking at how they can make this experience a bit more entertaining. I, I don't know if you've seen the Bundesliga games, but it is bizarre watching a game in